Hi, babe. Hi, honey. Uh, welcome back. Well, welcome back to you. I mean, we live in the same house, so it's not really <laughs> like we're welcoming each other back, but you know how it is. Um, we have another guest today. We do. Yeah, I love this. I love bringing in the guests in the conversation. This has been really cool. Um, today, we are talking with Aaron Smith. Now, Aaron Smith is known as That Health Chick on Instagram. You can look it up, That Health Chick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron is an avid health and fitness fanatic, uh, expertly trained in health optimization for over 15 years, and has worked with leading health professionals and experts, um, and is also the founder, producer, and uh, host of What We Crave, the Emotional Eating Summit, uh, which speaks very closely to me and my experience with food. Uh, after 30 years of struggling with emotional eating, food addiction, and shame fasting, Aaron has become obsessed with understanding what the root cause of, uh, what we're really craving. So she's uh, here to give us a, a nice, honest conversation about uh, her experience with food and uh, hopefully some answers about my experience with food <laughs> and Nomi's experience with food. Uh, so Aaron, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I already love you. I already just, I can't wait to dive in. This is so fun. You're my kindred spirit. Like I just, I so get this and just so happy to come on and and hang and talk and have a real honest conversation. So thank you. I love it. We're excited to have you. Um, Aaron, why don't you start off and and tell us a little bit about uh, your journey? Like where, where did, where did the idea of what we crave uh, your emotional eating yeah. summit came from. Give yeah. some little insights. You know, you know, after uh, struggling, and I'll rewind in a second to my childhood, but after really struggling with it for years, especially being in the health industry for so long, you think I would have it figured out. Um, and I just, I it kept happening and I kept, I call it the fuck it moment where you just black out and eat out all the things. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what, what is going on? Cause I know better. And I'm like, what? the heck is going on? And I kept saying like, there's these blackout moments, like what is happening? And I just, it was a download that I was talking to my um, co-producer and it was just like, God, like what is up with these cravings? And like, what the freaking crave? And then it just became what we crave. I was like, Oh my God, what we crave. Like this is, it's something so much deeper. And then, you know, I, cause I had wanted to put on my own gig for so long because I, I had done the, uh, produced summits for a living for other people. And I was just like, I, I've been struggling with this and I just, I want to do this for myself. Cause I want to figure out the answers because I've been doing it for so long and I know all these health experts. Why don't I just put them on a, a summit and interview them and host it and let's go. And it's really out of my own mess. Uh, and then I got, I got so much information from it and it was the biggest, it was just the biggest, um, it, this project is my baby. It's like my soul, you know, and so I just, I just want to help other people with this. And it's been the biggest joy to talk about it. And it's so healing just to even talk about it, you know, even today with what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just have been so, um, every conversation, my soul is like, yes, put this out into the world. So <laughs> because, you know, from a, a long time, I just, ever since I was little, I mean, I grew up, it's kind of a crazy story. Um, it's not the typical compared to most, what most people grew up with. I was actually like hyper abnormally skinny and scrawny Hmm. and I couldn't gain weight. I was just this skinny little frail. I wish I had a picture I could hold up and show you, but, um, um, I was very skinny and, and couldn't gain weight. And all I wanted to do was look like the cute girls at school, you know, like just get boobs and fill out and like have the boys like me because, you know, all we want to do is just 
be loved, right? And be accepted. Yeah. yeah. And I just, <laughs> right. And I just, I, I could never gain weight. So I'd always eat. My dad would be like, let's have this and eat ice cream and all, you know, just eating, eating, eating all the time to bulk me up for basketball and, you know, just, um, just eating all the things, even though my dad didn't really know about nutrition, but it was just always eating. Then my mom was Italian, right? So you oh. get the honey, you had a bad day. Let's eat some things. You know manja, what do you want? Manja, manja. We, are, <laughs> yeah. we are both Italian as well. So we can relate to that for the sure. Italian love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my the mom Italian was like, love that feeds yes. the Italian body shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was always like, uh, you know, in our house was filled with like Costco muffins and Chris Costco, like everything, which is all mm-hmm. processed food. And of course I'm, that's good to a, a sixth, fifth grader, sixth grader. You're just like, yeah, eat all the things. There's red vine licorice and like, you know, all the mega packs of all the stuff that kids love to eat at that age. So I was always hungry and never nourished. Cause I, one, I was just not eating the right foods, but also I was skinny, you know, just so it's a perfect disaster for wiring my brain sure. um, to eat all the things all the time. And then you have basketball practice and then you're starving because you just, hustled your butt off for three hours on, you know, in high school, you know, you're just, so you're coming home and you're eating all the things again. So I don't know if I ever stopped. I don't think I ever stopped eating. Like it was, it, you know, it was like, if I wasn't eating, it was weird, you know? And I know that's kind of an abnormal problem to have, but, but it it fed into this whole thing, no pun intended, but it did, you know, going into high school and college, then I finally put on the freshman 20, 30, 40, and I'm like, whoa, and I'm, I'm almost six feet tall. So it, you know, you can hide it for a while until, until it starts to show up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I was like, oh, I just finally filled out. And I kind of had some denial around it. Uh, I just was like, yes, I have muscle and like some boobs now. You yes. Did it. Yeah. I was a late bloomer, such a late bloomer. And then, um, and then college hit and like it, it kept the weight kept coming on. Then I moved to California and discovered like, oh, like if you eat some salads, then that, lo- then you lose weight. Like I didn't know anything about nutrition at that time. It was just eat salads, lose weight. Mm-hmm. Then you moved to California and it was South beach diet. Then it was vegan. Then it was, you know, all the things, yeah. you know how it is like back. This was like 15 years ago. And that's when I got into holistic health in my career and started learning all these health protocols. And I took it very extreme. So, um, I went from ups and downs so many times. I mean, if I could show you this, you know, 20 year cycle of my weight swings. Um, but underneath it, it was a lot of other things. It wasn't necessarily about the food. It was about a lot of other things. Um, but fast forwarding, we'll get into everything, but fast forwarding, I hit my rock bottom when I was at my highest, you know, level of my career, which was the VP of sales for this huge nutraceutical company. And I was at the peak of my career, the peak of my everything. And I was the most miserable I'd ever been. Mm -hmm. I was, um, the heaviest I'd ever been the most inflamed, stressed out, just miserable, most disconnected to life I had ever been. And so I was like, all right, enough is enough. What the hell is going on? I'm going to put on a summit and figure it out. And so here we are. (laughs) And, and 50 interviews later and, you know, um, and now, um, all I want to do is help people that, you know, it's, it's so much deeper. What I'm realizing and what I've found is that it's so much deeper than the food. It is like nutrition is important, Mm -hmm. but it's all the stuff underneath of what we're really craving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You You had said healing earlier. 
And I think that a lot of people have a hard time understanding the concept that people can have a real dysfunction around food, unless Mm -hmm. you are that person that has a dysfunction around food. So in that regard, it's almost like um, trying to heal from an addiction where food is the substance. So what is the first step in that? Oh man. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot. Um, I think for me, just what, I'm just going to give you my, my experience, because like you said, what, what I've realized through these conversations with what we crave is it doesn't matter if it's food, um, alcohol shopping, like it is, there is something that you're trying to soothe. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's something deeper inside going on that you like your emotions are, we, we can't, um, there's too much emotion and either we have to stuff it or we have to, we need a dopamine hit to like make us feel better about it or something, right? There's something going on and there's other things going on. There's about, there's 10 different pillars that I, that I actually dove into on the summit. But, um, one of the guests, I'm just going to go with, with what's popping up first. One of the guests that I interviewed, his name was Mike Collins. He actually has a summit called the quit sugar summit. And he said, addiction is the opposite of connection. Um, and, and I was like, oh damn, that one hit me. Yeah, put it on a shirt. Uh, right? <laughs> and I, I just got chills. I get chills a lot. So I know, I know I'm in the right, right. Uh, uh, track, but he's, he, when he said that my soul was like, oh my God, yes. Because I remember at my lowest point where I was dependent on food the most, I was disconnected from myself as in I was on airplanes all uh, three times a week, flying to Florida from West coast to East coast, no sleep, living out of hotel rooms, no hugs, no love, no connection, not getting outside in nature, not, not connecting with people in physical form. I was basically isolated. And this was even before COVID, you know, before the isolation really hit, right. I was, iso- I was isolating myself to everything because it was like, I was in, in the most stressed out job I'd ever had in my life working for a narcissist that was like verbally abusive. And it was, that's what actually got me to my rock bottom, which I'm grateful for. Cause that's what brought on the summit, but I was such a mess. Um, and that's, I noticed I, it was complete disconnection from everything and from my family. Like I didn't see my family. I don't, I get, didn't get to see my nephews. I didn't to, to squeeze my nephews and snuggle, you know, like it was like no physical contact. And that's one thing as humans, we need physical contact and physical connection and just to be seen and heard and, um, and to be just feel safe and loved and just at peace. And I think that was the cornerstone of like, my whole body was disconnected. I mean, I didn't have sex for, I I, don't even want to know how long I, I, I didn't have time to date. So it's like, I wasn't, you know, it was, everything was turned off and shut off, uh, you know, in every sense of the way. And it was like, I'm too stressed to even think about sex. I was too stressed to think about anything. And I have to work and blah, which is cornerstone self-love and worthiness and boundaries that I learned. Uh, uh, that's another conversation too. But the, the key was that I was, I was disconnected from myself and my, what fed my soul. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, I think another facet where addiction comes into, <laughs> because as someone who's kind of addiction processed my whole life, there mm-hmm. is that, that, that there's a sort of restlessness that I think I'm looking to fill when I'm 
in those like fog eating moments where I'm just sort of mm-hmm. watching Real Housewives of whatever, like yelling at the TV <laughs> and just like hand to mouth, hand to mouth, hand to mouth. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, food has been an issue for me since I was 10 years old. That was when I, I think my eating disorder started. My mm-hmm. mom, that's when I started taking Dexatrim because you could get it mm-hmm. over the counter and knew I was doing something wrong because I was hiding it in between my sweaters and my sweater drawer until my mom mm-hmm. found it. And, um, so it's been a struggle. And then in, and then I started smoking. And when I smoked, it wasn't a struggle. And then when I quit smoking, food became a struggle again. And then mm-hmm. between those moments of struggling with food, I was playing around with other substances and had a lot of fun, but the substances never really did what food did for me, mm-hmm. um, which was to create, I think, a real sense of self-loathing. Because every time mm-hmm. I disappointed myself by binge eating, mm-hmm. then I would beat myself up and what you had mentioned earlier, shame fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, oh, pull, yeah. that need to have something filled, I think, is a big part of it, too. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, for sure. And that could be so many things. And I just I want to even preface the, this whole conversation with saying, like, it, I think it's different for everybody, depending on what mm-hmm. you need. You know, I follow the holistic psychologist. I just read a a post from her the other day and she said, sometimes trauma can be what you experienced, but also what you didn't get as a kid. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't get certain things from my parents that I craved, um, the need to feel safe, which, which was a big one, the need to just feel seen. And, you know, um, and so we'll, we'll kind of love, we'll try and give the love that we didn't get through other modalities. And that could be anything, you know, so I have mm-hmm. ultimate compassion for that. And, you know, and I know the, the, all the interviews, it always starts or usually starts in childhood where it's, we saw a parent that was dieting or they, they said something about our weight or we didn't feel good enough at whatever body or weight we were, or, you know, that's what that's, I, I do experience that a lot or see that a lot and hear that a lot. And if we can go back and, um, um, I've, I've recently done some inner child work, which was amazing that I just bawled my eyes out. There's so many ways you can get to that route, but we yeah. have to go back and love on that little kid. Like that's the, that's one of the yeah. biggest things is because they're still inside of us. You know, we just, we're just like grown, grown kids is all we are, you know? And so, <laughs> so we have to go back and really love on that and really just yeah. as if, cause if you can actually go through the process as if it happened, your brain can rewire. And we talk about that a lot. And what we crave is, you know, things you can do to rewire the brain so that you're, you're not caught in that loop. There's so many solutions. Anyways, I'm kind of giving you the fire hose, but no, it's no, great. It I is, understand. It is yeah. 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 And it is, I think it's, it's good so that people listening understand that food as a substance has the same effect on the body as any other substance right. can. Yeah. It's a, it's a reward, pleasure, deprivation cycle. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Aaron, yep. you bring up an interesting point too, in that, um, it's all, it's for different reasons for different people. Mm -hmm. And I can recognize where Nomi and I have similar issues um, when we're both sitting on the couch eating at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like mine, uh, my issues are rooted in my inability to self-soothe when I'm Mm -hmm. eating. uh, I'm, I, 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 I diagnosed myself (laughs) as a stress eater because I find that I'm, I'm eating my, um, my worst food and the most food um, when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm stressed out, when I'm anxious or when um, I've just had a conflict or a situation where I am feeling anxiety. Right. And I think like you said, rooted in, in some childhood trauma or childhood lacking, Mm -hmm. I grew up in a a household where um, 
health consciousness was very much top of mind because I had someone in my family who was extremely overweight and that was their life goal to find a way to bring that back down, whether that was healthy or not. So the whole, the whole house was non-fat. This was the eighties. So everything oh, was non-fat. Yes, I feel everything you. was non-fat. Yep. Um, on the TV was a combination <laughs> of Jane Fonda's workout and Richard Simmons and any other like home videotape workout ever. So health conscious was always on top of mind, but it was for that person. There was no education for anyone else in the family. Why is everything right. fat free? We don't know right. why we're eating it, but that's just the food that's here. Right. Right. And so through everything else that I deal with, with anxiety and all of that, I found that my inability to self soothe leads me to food where I'm like, I may not feel good about myself right now, or I may not see the value in myself right now, but I sure as hell see the value in those Cool Ranch Doritos. And you <laughs> bet no, I'm going to eat that entire fucking bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. <laughs> um, and I feel we'll good in the it. moment. And yep. then yeah. almost immediately after, I'm like, I should not eat that whole thing. Right. <laughs> why, why did I just eat that whole? It says party size. This was not a party. I did not need all those Doritos. Um, I... Can I just say, yeah. when I was a kid, I ate, you know, the Skittles bag, like the mega bag of like Skittles. It's not the individual size packs that are, yeah. that are like trick or treat. This is like the mega bag of just yeah. straight Skittles this big. I polished that off in one day when I was a kid. Meant so, for like yeah. a vending machine. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I can just rewind with what you said, because it was really powerful and also know me with the dopamine hits, right? Because food is mm-hmm. is a dopamine hit. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else, shopping out, like anything can be a dopamine hit. Um, Cause I did some retail therapy too, got myself into some debt as well. That's another conversation, but it, it like, it can trickle into every area, but I sure. wanted to go back with the low fat thing. I noticed when I went vegan, low fat, um, when I didn't know much about, you know, nutrition and your body needs fat, mm-hmm. I would notice the same thing. I would eat. It was basically, there wasn't enough fat. I lost my period for a year because I was trying this extreme diet and guess what? Oh. Binge, binge, because it, my body was craving fat. Yeah. And like the right fat, right? And but we end up eating all the snacky stuff because that's what's convenient and it's around us. And then we keep craving more because it's not your body's like, nope, that's not it. I need some real food, <laughs> some real fat. But I I tried keto after that because I remember I had my first sip of bulletproof coffee. And it was like my whole body turned on and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm alive, you know? And it was because my body just needed fat. And mm-hmm. so I mean, take it from me, who's someone who understands like being around no fat, high fat, low fat, restriction, restriction, restriction. Yeah. And when really we're just craving real food and that's from a nutritional standpoint, that's right. just one thing. But also, like you said, with stress, we're craving peace, you know, and we yeah. have to find ways that bring peace without the food. And there's a ton, but I know in the moment, like there's days, like I remember I got broken up with one day, met this amazing guy on Bumble. This was a long time ago. And I was like, Oh my God, I think he's the one. And we like, met up and then he just, it just all fell apart when we met up in person. I remember I went to the Bulletproof Cafe in Santa Monica and I ordered like 50 things. And I was like, I just need to eat my feelings right now. You know, like I just, I'm so pissed that this didn't work out and I just needed to soothe and I didn't know how else to do it. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. we just, we just don't have the tools or, or we just don't know which tool besides food would work for us. And we just have to find it, you know? Yeah. And they're out there. Yeah. I think that's where I, I feel with me and Nomi too. Uh, we've had those yeah. moments where in that search, we've gone to 
the diets or the fad diet or like the thing of them, like you were talking about veganism and ketoism. And we've gone through that in the last, Mm -hmm. like what, five years or something. We were vegan for an extensive period of time. Three years, three years. Mm -hmm. But our reasons for being vegan were different. I was not vegan for dietary reasons. I was vegan because I don't like the way that the food industry treats animals. hundred percent. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then once we went there, we went to keto um mm-hmm. but it's funny you, you find those like we started as vegan first and, and went to veggie grill like every day we're like we're mm-hmm. eating healthy and we're eating vegan like no a french fry is a french fry girl i know and that's that's the thing is it can there's I was numbing out when I did keto, I started numbing out on the keto cookies and the keto Mm -hmm. ice cream and like Bulletproof Cafe has keto everything and it's healthy. Therefore, let's eat all the things. And that's, you should have seen my gut. I literally look like I was seven months pregnant. I I, I usually have my photos that I can hold up, but it was, they're horrific. I'll, I'll send them to you guys later. So you can actually know, like it, my gut got so, my, my gut was so inflamed and like, it was, you can see like, I don't digest dairy and you can see the inflammation, but I was like, Nope, it's keto. So I can keep eating. And I was in such, (laughs) I was in denial that, but because I was so stressed out. And again, I just, I finally, after doing the summit, I was like, there is no diet. It is literally just eat whole food and whatever feels good in your body, but make sure it's whole food and all the nutrient, yummy, delicious, like nourishing foods. It's all about nourishing versus neglecting. Mm-hmm. You can just find foods that nourish you. And I found the snacky foods, um, processed foods always just want to make you eat more and you're never satisfied. So you just keep eating all the things. And it's yeah. like, if, but if you had this beautiful, yummy, um, whole food, whatever plate of yumminess that you love, you're seriously nourished and you don't binge on it. Cause you're like, Oh, I, your body's like, I got what I needed. Thank you. You know? Yeah. Um, but that took me like 25, 30 years to figure out, you know, yeah. I'm like, that's got, that's way too easy. It's gotta be harder than that. You know? Well, I yeah. think my, my biggest challenge is sugar. I think my uh-huh. body responds to sugar really well in the way that I'm looking for it to when I eat sugar. Uh-huh. And it takes me about three days once I've introduced sugar into my system um, to, mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. about three days to get those cravings to go away where I'm not always like, Hey babe, pick something up for dessert from the market every night. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I look forward to that little, that slice of cake totally. with my coffee or those four cookies totally. with my coffee. Yeah, um, totally. But for me, it's also not, I have good moments and bad moments with my disorder, but it's not so much about eating those things because there are times in my life where I can sit down and literally have three Oreo cookies with my cup of coffee and I'm fine for the rest mm-hmm. of the night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I get to that stage in my mind where I hit bored, and or yes. restless, yes. then food is the first thing that I go to yes. because it's an, it's like, I need this to create the cushion to deal with the boredom and the restlessness. Mm-hmm. And then I'll work through whatever it is that I'm feeling. The yeah. challenge is, is that those food hormones always end up hijacking mm-hmm. me halfway I through know. that process. And then I go straight to the fuck it moment. Totally with you. Yeah. I so feel you. I remember when I was working from home, this is one thing for me. When I was working from home, I remember I'd catch myself going to the fridge every 10 minutes because I was at a job that I was so stressed out on and I was bored with and, you know, not in my purpose, not in like happiness with it at all. Not saying that's, you know, your situation, but for me, that's, I was like so bored with 
what was happening that I was like, that my, it's not feeding my soul. And I was like no. walking to the fridge every two seconds. I was like, and I just would be like looking around again. Like I've never looked at the inside <laughs> of the fridge again. I'm like, what is, what the hell is this? You know? So I feel you. And I love like, especially because it's fall right now with like the yummy oh, cozy yeah. coffee and the like pumpkin everything pumpkin everything hell yeah Baked i actually goods. i still eat those i just make i found um healthy alternatives that make me feel good so i don't have the sugar crash and feel like crap at the end so mm-hmm. there are alternatives that are amazeballs that i just i am like thank you god for like these amazing freaking treats that are available now because I don't, you don't want to feel uh, restricted of life. It's like, if that's what you love and you're like, I freaking love this, have it. You, I think you just got to find something that works for you where yeah. you don't feel the blah and then you want to eat 20 more. So I've had, I've definitely hacked it. I found a few uh, things I can fill in on that I've found that work for me. But again, it's like, I found like a, a kind of a paleo pumpkin bread that is just, you know, if you can find the recipes that jam with you, mm-hmm. it's like, you can still enjoy it. For me, what I noticed is in my, like, I'll have one every day in fall. I don't care, you know? And, but if I'm, if I'm feeling like I want to eat 20 of them, then I'm like, okay, I got to check in with myself. Like what's up. <laughs> so it's right. a balance. Cause you got to live life and you gotta, you gotta yeah. enjoy life. You don't want to go through life feeling restricted. Like I can't have that pumpkin bar with my coffee when it fills your soul and you're mm-hmm. happy. But when you, that's when I notice when I want the whole pan, something's up, you know, and like <laughs> to check in. So I did, I made this whole checklist of like, what have I not done today that, you know, that I've learned from the summit that my I'm craving that I'm trying to nourish with food. Yeah. Would so. you say that there's a difference mm-hmm. between um, going to the store and getting some cookie dough and saying, I'm going to make some cookies and I'm going to have a couple cookies tonight and then I'm put the mm-hmm. rest in the pantry. And then you end up eating all of those cookies that same night, that same night mm-hmm. versus because this up, this both happens to me. Going yeah. to the store with the premeditated notion that I'm going to eat the entire set <laughs> of cookies. Like that is the plan for the night. And getting somewhat excited about it. Like I'm getting away with something that I shouldn't be getting away with. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Right. Um, just like we go to the bar and we're like, I'm having some drinks tonight. I just broke up with my boyfriend. I'm having at least five glasses of wine. Like where you're just like, I'm owning this. Like I get it. You know, you're like, it's on. I think that's the thing is the stress we put around stuff is also the biggest thing that just destroys us is the meaning behind the 10 cookies. Cause if you have 10 cookies, it's not like you're going to gain 50 pounds that night. Just like if you eat a salad, you're not going to lose 50 pounds. Right. So I think it's the 80, 20 rule of like, you can just like in the fitness world, it's like you can have your cheat days or whatever. But I just think the psychology around a cheat day, anyways, that's another conversation, but it's the shame and the pressure we put around like, Oh, it's like, you know, it's like, just freaking enjoy life. And if you're going to own it, own it and do it. And just like, it's like, I'm just going to do the thing. Like I'm going to, whatever it is like, but the, the emotional stress we put behind is actually what causes more of the inflammation and stress and weight gain in our body than the actual food. It's pretty fascinating. There's a lot of studies on that too. Yeah. It's, it's tough in those moments to hold yourself accountable without connecting the shame to it. Right. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's, that's a really weird dichotomy that I find in in, in those moments. Cause I'm like, yes, I did it. Oh no, I did it. (laughs) Yeah. Erin, a question that I have to going circling back a little bit is what's the psychological process between 
Um, I guess my first example of an accidental overeating versus a premeditated overeating. Like you go, that's like that one night you're going to the bar to get drinks because you broke up with your boyfriend. But the other mm-hmm. night you're just going to go have a cocktail or two and go over mm-hmm. some things with your girlfriend, but you end up getting just a smash. Like mm-hmm. what's the importance mm-hmm. of the premeditation in these events? And can those moments of premeditation then be used to focus on those accidental moments to lessen that margin for those times where we're unaware that we're about to overeat? <laughs> That was such an amazing question. That was probably the best question anyone's ever asked me, like layers (laughs) upon layers. So, so what you're, so if I'm hearing you right, it's, um, when like, what's, what do we need to look for? Um, like what's actually happening? What's the psychology behind the two? And, um, because I'm trying to think like of, of each situation, right. Um, I know for my, from my experience and my own just personal, my own experience from the summit and my own personal experience of my life. Um, I think that we go into things. Uh, here's what I think. If, if you go into something and you're just having a good time and you're having fun and you're just living life and you accidentally have a few extra drinks or eat a few extra cookies, like you're at a party and you're like, I had a few extra cookies great. Like I don't, I feel like the, there it's a weight. It's sort of, um, you don't have the weight kind of coming down on you. It's just like, I enjoyed the cookie, just like Mm -hmm. I enjoyed the movie or I enjoyed the makeout session or I enjoyed the, you know, whatever it is uh, that you just enjoyed life. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I, or I did this, I went on the ride at Disneyland when I never would have, and you just enjoy life. Like there's definitely that sort of, um, where you're, you're just in the moment and you're enjoying life. Then if you go into a premeditative, um, I'm trying to think of a situation. I, there's so many, but I can, for me, I feel like if I, um, the last time where I was like, okay, I'm going to go into this and I'm not going to have the cookie. I'm not going to have the things. And I really want to stay, um, on my goals. Right. I feel like that ends up sabotaging everything more Mm -hmm. than if I just go into it going, I'm going to enjoy myself and have a cookie and not feel guilty about it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I feel like there's more of a, if you premeditate sometimes if you're in the, if you're in like a a mindset of, I love myself and like, you're like, I'm not going to have the cookie because I have the wedding next weekend. And I'm like, you guys enjoy the cookie. I'm good. But if you go into the, the, the Christmas party of like, I'm not going to have the cookie. I'm not going to have the cookie. Cause there's so much like, don't do it. Don't do it. It ends up sabotaging you. Mm-hmm. And then we have, and then it's the shame spiral and you end up eating more. So I think right. um, it's, it comes from a place of like self love to me. And um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the guests that talked about this, but anyways, there, it comes from a place like rooted in just self love and kindness to yourself Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers your question, but I went off on a tangent there, but yeah. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Well, it, it kind of sounds to me like what some of this might be stemming from is a deprivation, maybe from childhood or from early adulthood mm-hmm. that we are mm-hmm. either aware or unaware of mm-hmm. because um, what is it you said earlier, always hungry, never nourished. And I feel like, you yeah. know, as a child who grew up, 
um, in multiple households and was oppressed and had to mm. struggle for my autonomy, um, mm-hmm. there was a lot of deprivation. So mm-hmm. when I was 17 and I moved out on my own, um, everything that I did was about pleasure seeking to make up for that deprivation. Right. And the older I right. got and the more successful I got, the higher level of that satiation needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. And it's still, like I said, or there's a restlessness or a boredom that happens and I'm just looking to fill yeah. something. And I feel right. like at this point in time, I've satiated that deprivation. I've shown myself more levels of pleasure than I experienced pain as a child. So why do I still wrestle with the need to either um, pleasure myself through overeating or punish Mm -hmm. myself through overeating? And where's the Mm -hmm. line between the two once you're at this level? Oh, man. So there's so, so much gold there. So one, yeah, the, um, the nourishment versus the neglect was my, there's my two, those are my, my two words that, mm-hmm. um, when you're experiencing, um, when you're, you know, seeing food is like, I'm neglecting myself, um, by either starving or not eating the thing and not nur- versus like nourishing yourself with all the things. So you don't crave the, ba- the, the, the sugar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and then, sorry. And then your second question was say that again. I just like, my brain wants to answer 30 different things. So I just want to make sure that I'm, uh, answering the second question. Um, it, it, yeah, you it was about, yourself so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. about feeling like I've reached that point where I've achieved right. the balance of pleasure to counteract the deprivation that I felt as a child. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Why is that trigger still there? Why is it still a battle for me now that I yeah. don't really feel like I need to overcompensate for it? Yeah. And is that where it even stems from? Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. The nourishment of pleasure in whatever way you're, you're getting the pleasure, maybe there's something else that your soul is craving that it needs that, that is, might be something a, else. A parliament you light. <laughs> <laughs> It might be um, like your body, you've been sitting all day podcasting all day and you haven't moved and your blood sugar spiked because you've been sitting all day. I know for me, when I was on my computer all day and I was stressed out and I didn't even go outside to get fresh air or walk, like I would just, my, my whole diet, I'd be like, I'm not hungry, but I'm still want all the things. Like I just mm-hmm. ate and I'm still eating. What's up with that? So it could yeah. just be that you're craving movement, that you're craving sunshine, you're craving a nap, like you're craving sleep. Uh, that you're create, there could be, um, you know, there's gut health, there's, mm-hmm. you know, it could be the sugar kicking in. It could be just your stress levels. It could be a lot of things. Um, for me, I noticed when I would go to get some type of movement in first thing in the morning mm-hmm. versus working all day, cause I being a workaholic, you know, back in the day when I'd be like, Nope, I got to start the emails at 7am and my boss is just, you know, she was just a, it was just horrific all day from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And then I would have eaten all the snacks all day. And then I would go eat dinner and then work till midnight and I eat again and have the wine versus if I, I notice if I work out or do something for me and my soul to nourish myself first thing in the morning, my blood sugar is stable. My stress level, my stress levels are down. My, my cravings are way down. So I noticed like it, like that for me was a huge thing, just shifting a few of my daily habits that sometimes your soul just needs something else, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so even though you experience pleasure, like for me, cause like 
I could go do a spin class and that's my form of pleasure or beach volleyball or sprints, but I would still catch myself overeating because I I was too stressed out or I didn't sleep Mm -hmm. that night or I was stressed out because I put myself in a 30 grand in debt and I could feel the weight of the debt like piling up. And and then I would like eat to soothe the the debt, you know, granted, I got myself out of debt and all of that and through healing, like all this shit, you know, over the past few years, but I'm really proud of that. But I noticed it was, there's just something else, you know, and there's a whole pie of stuff we should look at. Again, no pun intended. I'm talking like a pie chart. Not pie. A, pie. <laughs> a pie chart. Where? I'm right? triggered. <laughs> this is over. We're pumpkin, pumpkin pie. I'm going to McDonald's for a couple apple pies. Pumpkin pie with a pumpkin spice latte. I know. Do you guys remember when um, McDonald's had cherry pies as well as apple yes. pies? I and that was like, I prefer the cherry pie. I never got into the pies, but you give me a Reese's peanut butter cup blizzard, like milkshake, and I'd be like, just give me all the things. (laughs) So for the next half hour, we're just going to talk about the foods that we want to eat right now. (laughs) Um, One question I have for you, Erin, is um, I, first of all, I hate vegetables and I hate working out. So the two things that I could do that I know really would make me feel great and also like the way that I feel about the way that I look for some Mm -hmm. reason, don't want them. And I don't know if that's still a self-sabotaging effort, but Mm -hmm. unlike other substances like cigarettes, alcohol, cocaine, um, you don't need any of those to survive. So when you want to go off them, you can abstain from them and kind of release that Mm -hmm. hole, but food you need. So when food is the substance, when food is the struggle, how do you say to a smoker, you can have one cigarette a day, but you cannot have more than that? I know. And that one cigarette a day leaves you wanting it for the rest of the day. I know. I know. I was, I interviewed Drew Manning on this where he was like, yeah, we have to eat every day. This is like the worst addiction ever. Cause it's like having gas stations full of, you know, for heroin, like say you're addicted to cigarettes, heroin, whatever. And it's like, pretend there's gas stations of it everywhere. Like, yeah. and you have to have it three times a day. You know what right. I mean? So I totally get that. And that's why it's so, I'm so obsessed and fascinated with it because we have to eat every day and it's the hardest thing to like, mm-hmm, you know, right. it's in your face all the, all the time. Um, so for me, for someone who doesn't like vegetables, mm-hmm. I have a hack for that. That's why they call me the health chick. Like I, I've gone to every... <laughs> I've gone to every health conference. I know the best, like the, the, the Tesla's of like the health supplements, you know, like the best of the best. I've tried them all myself. I used to work for a superfood company. There is actually a company in San Diego, California, um, right down the street from you guys called nano greens. And oh, it's, the, yeah. And probably there's probably a lot of uh, offices that carry it near you. Cause there's a lot of, you know, health offices, health mm-hmm. uh, wellness centers, blah, blah, blah. But it's the best tasting highest quality I've ever found. And again, this is me. I've tried every, and I don't get paid for saying this This is literally just me from my heart, giving you the best (laughs) hack. It is, that was my gateway into the health space and into losing weight and beating my cravings Okay. because what's happening is, and that's why it was made. It was actually started, um, a, a doctor started because cancer patients needed food to eat and they couldn't have sugar, but they needed high nutrient dense Mm -hmm. food. So they freeze dried all of these uh, superfoods into a powder so that they could take it in like a supplement shake because they couldn't eat anything and keep mm-hmm. anything down and they needed nourishment. Then they changed the formulation. They sold the company and this amazing French like 
this guy named Vincent like uh, took the product and made it actually taste good and like absorb really well so that you feel it immediately. And just, he made it the most incredible formulation I've ever found. And it's 55 ingredients, 55 superfoods in one, uh, it's freeze dried. So it's in one scoop Hmm. and it's like 80 calories and like two grams of like natural sugar. And it's 10 servings of high, like the high antioxidants. So what happens is, is you're getting a scoop of nutrients that your body is built to run off of. So you're getting high octane gas, you know, in your tank. So when you have that amount of concentration of nutrient load at that level, it squashes your cravings Uh, because your body's like, thank you. I've got what I finally needed because your body is made to live off of nature. And so you're just getting Mm -hmm. a high dose of it. So it's like filling up your gas tank. Like you don't need any more, you know, you're not craving anything because your gas tank's full in a way. So you, uh, I noticed I naturally, I lost a dress size without even trying because you don't, you're not craving as much because you're so nourished. So you don't eat as much. Not that you have to, you're not trying to diet. You just don't crave extra stuff. Like you're full. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's got a, a dandelion and a couple other things for the liver. So it naturally detoxifies you and toxins are stored in fat. So if you can get rid of the toxins, the fat goes with it. So you naturally, when you naturally detox, you'll just naturally lose weight. And I'm not saying that to be an end all be all weight loss, (laughs) you know, but it's just a natural effect of giving your body what it needs. And so, um, that is the best hack and you will see your cravings change. Have one scoop a day of that. I've, I've taken it for 15 years. It's also anti-aging. Like there's other amazing benefits, but I swear to God, that was my number one game changer for, uh, cravings and, um, feeling good and like dropping your sugar and losing weight for sure. Yeah. Well, I think we need to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You guys finish up. I'll go get some. Um, I'm trying to do right now is that, that we've all seen the Kachava tribal shakes right on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing those to try to get like my nutrients and I do take uh multi or not multivitamin vitamins that my doctor Mm -hmm. said, based on your blood work, you need this, 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 and this. Um, but you mentioned detox and, and I Mm want to sidestep into that for a second. Um, because I think people have a mis conception of what a detox is Mm -hmm. and the way that a lot of people talk about it um including people who say that they are in the nutrition game like bethany frankel Mm -hmm. um a detox is something detox is something that our bodies are constantly doing if our liver is functioning and our kidneys are functioning our body whether we're eating or not is going to be detoxing whatever needs to be Mm -hmm. detoxed Mm -hmm. but when we reference outside of normal function a detox to me is when you have an, a, an accumulation of toxins that your body can then no longer properly process. You need to scale back in a dramatic way mm-hmm. to reset the function and kind of knock the needle off the scratch. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. And if so, can you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah. So people understand what they're actually hearing or, or meant to hear when they hear the word detox. Yes, because it's so in, it's so in vogue and it's, it mm-hmm. can mean there's so much stigma and like mean certain things. And in my world, being in holistic health, health optimization, where you see the biohackers, you see like the high end medical doctors, uh, naturopaths, functional medicine. Like I've seen all of it. It can mean different things because you have the 
the cheesy like foot detox, you know, uh, pads at the gro- at the at the gas station. Like they the dirt de- off the bottom of your feet. <laughs> right? So you have those. Then you have like the the high end like uh, detoxes that are like two days, and then you have your juice detoxes. Then you have this, right. and then you have protocols. There's so many, and what I've learned from working under these experts, I actually did a detox and I absolutely wrecked my health. So you can, you can take it too far and you can mm-hmm. do it the wrong way and absolutely wreck yourself. Um, that's another story. We'll save it. But I ended up in the hospital um, cause I did too much and I didn't, I wasn't paying attention and I was just like, I'll just do whatever detox and just cause it's good for me. It was on and YouTube. I and I, yeah. And I didn't work with a practitioner, you know, mm-hmm. um, what I've learned one, your body, because there's so many environmental toxins coming at us everywhere, especially in California where we've got the fallout from the planes, the exhaust, um, just every day. There's just, we're just kind Wait, of in a soup. What? Soup. Stop. What? 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 <laughs> you didn't know about plane fallout? I mean, it's everywhere, you know, it's just Kylie Jenner. Damn it. I'm telling (laughs) you. Did she talk talk about that too? No, but she she like goes to check her mail with a private plane. Like she's just, she, she overuses the, the, the luxury of the private jet. Yes. Yes. Um, so I would just, yes, it's her fault. It's her fault. Uh, plane, you guys, for everyone listening, plane fallout is Kylie Jenner's fault. It's yes, that's what I fault. heard. That's what I heard. Yes. Yeah. That's what this podcast is about. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Kylie. You're welcome. Ugh, so um, all these things that so, we have to defend ourselves against in our own environment. Right, right. Your liver, it's almost kind of like your body comes with a trash can. And it can only handle so much trash before it starts spilling over, right? It can only Mm -hmm. handle so much toxins, whether that's what we're showering in, our makeup, our deodorant, what we're Mm -hmm. alcohol, uh, anything, right? It's just our our environment has so many toxins in it. We're just, we have to constantly- Oversaturated. We have to constantly just give ourselves some liver love every day, which is why I love Nano Greens because it's a gentle daily detoxifier. It's not like a big, I have to go to a clinic and go detox- now, let's say I, I I fell into a pool of toxins, like a toxic soup. There's some, mm-hmm. you know, like environmental spill or something, right? Then you would need to go to an actual facility, some type of naturopathic functional medicine, whatever facility that can gently pull that out of your body and you're going to need to be in detox for a few days, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain ones that are like heavy metal specific where like you are, it's it's severe, so there's a range of like gentle every day, severe, and then a little bit in the middle. So um, what what a lot of the practitioners that I have worked with in the past is they'll test your heavy metal levels, right? Mm-hmm. And if they're if your garbage can is full, it's going to show in these tests, right? Um, some people have larger trash cans than others, so it just depends on your genetic kind of bucket, right? Yeah, and so that's why it's pretty bad. <laughs> That's, that's why well, some people yeah go ahead to me my trash can was like any other muscle the more i worked it the bigger and stronger it would get the <laughs> right. more i could dump into my system right yeah. right until i hit 40 <laughs> right i know and that's that's the thing is that's why you see like why did my 90 year old grandma smoke a cigarette every day and she's perfectly healthy and fine and then mm-hmm. you see someone mm-hmm. who smokes once and they have some crazy disease from it or whatever, you know, right. Um, it's because our genetic bucket and our genetic makeup can only handle so many toxins. That's why you see some people get really sick. Some people don't. Um, but if you can, um, 
if you can reduce the chemicals that are coming at you, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe use natural cleaning products instead of bleach or natural, you know, um, or there's different, there's all kinds of ways you can reduce the toxic load, like get a shower filter, um, have a really good water filter. Um, you know, just, there's lots of things you can do, reduce what's coming at you, but also gently clear your liver, um, as much as you can gently, I would say every day, that's the best, easiest way to do it because you stay on top of kind of taking out the trash every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's, well, and let's yeah. can I pause real quick. Yeah, what uh-huh. is the best way mm-hmm. to aid your body in that daily detox? Because I feel like some people will yeah. hear that and, and run off to GNC and get right. like fever few and yellowtail and whatever it is. And it's yeah. like pulling your car into a mechanic when it doesn't need right. to have anything fixed, which oh, can yeah. then right. create right. a problem in and of itself. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause you, there's some, some supplements you don't need to take that your body's like, I don't need this and mm-hmm. kind of spot treatment just cause you saw it on Instagram. You know, yep. there's a lot of that coming at you too. So that's oh. why I think, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Like colon broom. Okay. So there's right. this IG ad, right? I stopped going right. to the gym and I lost 30 pounds just by taking colon broom. Well, I looked up what colon broom is and it's just psyllium husk it's metamucil and they're paying like three times the amount that they should because they're getting it from an ad on instagram when really what they're only they're just taking metamucil they're taking psyllium husk fiber right Right, exactly and that's the beauty of marketing is no matter what it is if it's in the health space or the dating space or the car space like there's so much crap out there that they're going to get thrown at you, you know, mm. and in the health space, it's so confusing because you don't know which one to take, which one's quality, which one's mm-hmm. good, which one works. Yes. And you'll, there's a lot of people that become victims of the marketing like bullshit, you know? And so that's Absolutely. why yeah. I, I listen to trusted podcasts and I also find a practitioner in my area that's highly recommended that has practitioner level products that will, they'll do the testing and give you supplements that actually are high end that are not like what you would find on an Instagram ad, even though there's some good products on Instagram, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but the majority is, you know, you just don't know what you're getting. I at, agree so. with you. Yeah. hundred percent. There are some good yeah. things, but when it comes to one's health, I don't think we should be turning to social media for those cues. Right. I do think right. we should be going to our doctors and we should be going to nutritionists who mm-hmm. are actually, they are, they nutritionists don't carry a medical title, but they are specialists in the field of nutrition in a way that doctors can't. So right. I always try to create a synergy with mm. my health team. Um, right. and, and my GP right. is actually a doctor of osteopathy. So he looks at the entire right. picture from head to toe. Right. And I think it's really important to just ask the questions rather than clicking the button to shop now or running mm-hmm. over to GNC and letting some guy who's just there to take your money totally. prescribe you something yeah. that's unregulated. Yeah, totally. And a lot of, pro- not just, I feel bad saying this, but a lot of products at more retail places have more fillers. They're not, they don't have the top. They don't, they're not tested for like heavy metals or, you know, so when you, it's the same thing with hair care. Totally. Totally. It's all filler ingredients at the store level. And that stuff atrophies the health of your hair and scalp. Right. Exactly. And so Mm. I feel like in every industry, you're going to have like the basic high Mm -hmm. end, you know, nice, like medium. And then the high end, really nice stuff. That's my, that's our level. We're like, like insurance policies, right? (laughs) Do you live a, a, do you live a very mild life? Then you can have this basic plan. Do you live a moderate life? Then you're going to need a middle plan. And if you're just out there every night living like a weekend warrior, then you're going to need the, uh, the premium insurance policy for that health. 
Exactly. And honestly, I've, I become a, a health snob with like, I won't settle for like, you want the best products in your body because you get mm-hmm. the best results. So instead of spending a little less for some like, okay stuff, spend more and get way better results. And you mm-hmm. feel that's the thing is like, you feel amazing. Like this one, this one product that changed my life when I was, that was really pivotal for me with my emotional eating was it's called upgraded formulas, magnesium. And it's a magnesium that is like high level. Right. And it got me into the deepest, most nourishing sleep of my life to the point where I woke up and I didn't even need coffee. I was like, what? Like, just <laughs> like when it got me into the deepest REM sleep and I felt so like, just my soul was like, thank you. Because sleep was, I wasn't getting deep sleep, mm-hmm. which is a problem when you're stressed out and have adrenal fatigue or you've got leaky gut. But sleep was my gate, like the superfood powder, getting my stress down and sleeping was the gateway into weight loss and my emotional eating because it doesn't matter how healthy you eat. If you are not sleeping, your stress is high. You can't burn fat. You are, mm-hmm. Your cravings are out of control. Your mood is out of control. And then you end up eating more because you're in a bad mood. It's like sleep is the gateway for um, hacking so many things besides the superfood powder. It is... Um, so, and that's well, our that, daily reset button, isn't it? Every time oh, we go yeah. to sleep, our body goes into repair mode mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, um, you know, clear some stuff <clears throat> up, which I have yeah. a question for you in a second. Yes. About. Yes. Yes. So anyways, that, that magnesium was game changer for me. So it, if, um, cause you know, there's a lot of moms that are like, girl, I'm sleeping four hours a day with kids. Like, good luck telling me to sleep. And I'm like, I get mm-hmm. that but make sure it's four hours of deep sleep. You need that deep REM sleep. So that's, that was a hack that changed my life. And that's high level, um, very affordable. You know, you can get it online, but again, I'm not getting paid for this at all. It's just my (laughs) favorite. They're my favorite products because there's so many magnesiums. It's like, how do you know? You know? Yeah. But that's also what makes your referral, if you will, that much more valid, because this is something that you're using yourself and it's something Mm -hmm. that you believe in yourself and you are not getting compensation for it. So there's no bias. There's no horse in that race, if you will. Mm -hmm. Right, right, Um, right. Yes. Yeah. What was your question? Insomnia. I I have bouts of insomnia and I seem to be doing much better with it. I have, I've found that these Ollie sleep gummies Yeah, I've tried those. Um, Mm -hmm. I was taking melatonin. Doesn't I was taking ten milligrams of melatonin, and it was doing nothing for me. These Ollie gummies have like, I think five milligrams of melatonin in them, but then they have like, um, I think lavender, theanine, theanine Mm -hmm. and chamomile, and they're GABA. They're so yummy. So they're they're really great for calming. They don't really put you to sleep, but they 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 stop the gears and the wheels from turning long enough for me to hit that place. Now, yep. I don't know that I always get into deep sleep or I'm just confused by the dream state because mm. I have a lot of lucid dreaming. And when mm. I'm dreaming, I'm thinking, oh, I'm I'm so deep in my sleep that that's I'm dreaming. But then I just read somewhere that like all of our dreams happen like the last 20 minutes before we wake up. So I have no idea the quality yeah. of sleep that I'm getting, but I feel yeah. like it's getting better. Um, and then That's I also good. do some intermittent fasting. So I, I know mm-hmm. I go into like autophagy and so I'm going into cellular mm-hmm. repair. And then as I'm trying to hit that deep REM sleep, I want those two to work synergistically with each other mm-hmm. to really right. rebuild. I mean, even just for vanity, for the anti-aging, like totally. get those damaged cells out. Let's replace yeah. them with some new yeah. stuff. 
So, yep. so to that, where do you lie in intermittent fasting versus shame mm. fasting? Woo-hoo. Because I had to talk yep. to my doctor about doing intermittent fasting with my yeah. eating disorder and, and I'm in yes. close touch with him and using a program to keep me in line with it. Yes. I so feel you on this. You're speaking all my language, Nomi, all my language. Um, well, you know, us girls. <laughs> well, you know, with, like you, you know, like I need to give like major props to you for knowing, you know, what you know already. That's amazing. Um, Thank you. Because, you know, I've it's had 15. Attempt to heal myself. Yeah. I mean, and by the way, with the melatonin, I've noticed that too. When I take a melatonin that's either not good quality or too much, it creates a brain fog and I feel mm-hmm. like worse. Yep. But I am taking something with the theanine GABA and the GABA mm-hmm. is amazing for yeah. stress and yeah. calm, calming game changer for cravings too. That, that worked better for me too. So the, okay. I, I, I've tried, I've heard of that company. Um, I haven't tried the gummies cause I try, I have something else, but I've heard mm-hmm. that that's, yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, I don't know that they're the then, best thing on the market, but out uh-huh. of everything that I've tried, legal and illegal, it, yeah. <laughs> my yeah. doctor likes it and it yeah. works and it works consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the thing is it, you got to find what works for you because there's some things that won't work for me, but they'll, you know, and vice versa. I think that's the thing is everybody puts, it's like, we're, we all need to fit in the same box and it's not true. Our bodies are all there's bio-individual. No Something might work for me. It's not going to work for you. You got to just find what works for you and you'll know it. Um, <laughs> and I was so, that kid that had to have a glass of milk with dinner every single night, except <laughs> yeah. Friday night when it was pizza night. And it's like, some, <laughs> and it was 1% because it was the non-fat era. Oh. So I just had to sit oh, yeah. there and look at that, that milk grayish water. water rim around the top of the <laughs> yes. milk and be like, how much food can I get in my mouth so that I don't have to taste that? Babe, I'm so sorry about those unnecessary she musts. She tried so... My Ugh. mom just tried so hard. Like, we couldn't have I chocolate know. cereal, but the I had Frosted boxes. Flakes. And I'm like, <laughs> girl, you know this I'm has so- more sugar than Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> <laughs> but it was oh also God. like the Micro Magic era. I mean, I went off to school in the 80s and I, like Micro Magic fries, a Micro Magic burger, and a Micro Magic shake. Oh, like, yeah. How do you oh, get a yeah. frozen shake out of the microwave? But I, I we were it. we were set up to fail. We were set up oh, to fail at that. Oh period yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I thought Lunchables was like the hot ish oh, back in the day. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Lunchables, like you rich, like you right? know, like so processed <laughs> packaged food. That is yeah. so funny. Yeah, Lunchables um, were like the baller kids. Oh yeah, I didn't have that. I, if I got it once a month, I was like, I'm rich, you know. Yeah. Like I was lucky when I got uh, the leftover meatloaf in a sandwich the next day, and truly, because my mom's meatloaf is off the hook. It's not like a tomato-based meatloaf, yeah. so because I know the Italians, they know how to do meatloaf. Well, that's um, yeah, other side of the yeah. family. This was my uh, Scandinavian side, which is very oh. Midwestern meat and potatoes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love, I love some good meatloaf. Um, okay, but the fasting thing. Yes. yes. So yes, yes. yes. There is amazing benefits in fasting that um, are just incredible. And there's a list a mile long. There's tons of podcasts on it. Um, I've done the extreme of like 10 day bone broth fast because uh, that we'll get into it, but I've done the extreme. I've done intermittent. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I just for yeah. FYI, I'm on the 18 six. So I eat okay. from 3 PM to 9 PM because I'm a late okay. night. Like, like, you, well, right, right, right. After work. Right. Right. And that's what, that will, that's what works for you. So I'll tell you when I first started learning the benefits, I was like, Oh my God, I'm totally doing this. This is amazing. And it was just like health optimization. Amazing. And then, Oh, weight loss is this an effect. Okay, cool. And I get to eat more calories in my window. Cool. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just like testing it out. Then 
Um, it definitely works. I've seen intermittent fasting work. What I have also seen just with intermittent is uh, the another option is one meal a day. I don't work. That doesn't work for me. And it, with women, I feel like especially because um, you can fast too long and your hormones need um, carb refeeds. They need they need to cycle out of it, in and out of it, because you don't want to fast around your period. Your body needs food. Like there's certain things that women need that if you can, you do fasting too much and there's actually women going into early menopause now because they're not nourishing their, around their hormones, things like Mm. that. So you can take it extreme, but if you do it in a way that works for you, where you feel good and you're not, um, it feels good for you and it works for you. Awesome. For me, what I did was of course, taking everything extreme. Aaron, you know, my middle name was beast mode because of how I, (laughs) you know, like sports and like, extremes and beach sprints and then also eating. Um, I noticed when I started, I I learned so much that I was like, Oh, you mean I can binge eat and then also just starve myself the rest of the day and it'll make up for it or the next day and it'll make up for it. Like those thoughts entered my head because of, you know, just everything we've talked about. Um, but for me, what I noticed was if I, starved myself all day. And I don't want to say starve, but if I didn't eat all day, I was starving. Yeah. Abstained, but I would be starving by one, two o'clock. Then I, it would, it would result in a binge eat where, where it was like, I'm trying really hard to like make this window. And then when I eat, it's not like, I'm just going to have a really nice meal and that's it. It was like, you know, just, I felt like I had to make up for something. Because yeah, I, was... because I, because my deprivation center from my childhood was triggered, and I triggered right. it myself, which then created a whole nother layer or veneer of like right. self hatred. So right. what am I going to do? I'm going to get the quick fix now right. by eating the food, and then I'm going to have to deal with the aftermath, which was such a place of familiarity that it insidiously became a place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. I so feel you on that. And so I noticed that too, where, um, it was, I did so good and now I'm going to enjoy myself. It was like, Mm -hmm. I restricted and now I'm going to reward versus, you know, having a more like self-loving kind thing. We're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to drink lots of water. I'm going to, I'm going to have like my day at work is easy. I'm just going to drink water. And if I don't make it to noon and I feel like I'm hungry, then I'm going to stop and I'm going to eat. You know, and instead of like pushing to like the window and then like hold it, hold it, hold it, this energy, and then I would binge. So I noticed there were moments where it wouldn't work for me because it ended up, I ended up eating so much. And you know, how it takes 20 minutes for your stomach to feel full. Mm-hmm. I would eat a couple thousand calories just even before my stomach would get full because I would, <laughs> I was so hungry. So I feel like it can backfire, you know? Sure. So yeah. for me, I actually stopped intermittent <clears throat> fasting. Um, what I do now is if I feel like I want to intermittent fast a little bit, skip breakfast, go for a walk outside, get a coffee and just kind of like walk and do a workout, whatever, and then come back and eat breakfast at 10, then I will. But because I'm lifting, I'm lifting weights now. I do CrossFit and my, uh, building muscle has been the, so good for, um, like you need to eat, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's almost like, um, my, I'm nourishing myself with more food than I ever have been, but it's, um, I'm building muscle. So I, um, intermittent fasting wouldn't work for someone that's like 
you're hungry all the time because you're, you're working your butt off, you know? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I just honor what I'm feeling right now, which is I want to maybe not eat right when I get up at seven, but maybe at 10 and then I'll have lunch and dinner. So I'm doing three meals a day, but I'm doing it in a way where I eat and then I feel good Mm -hmm. and I don't do the binge. Mm -hmm. But then once, um, at the end of the year, like right around new year's, I like to do a bone broth fast of like five days. And, but I go into it as like, more of a meditative, like spiritual kind of just like self-reflection mm-hmm. me time. And that a five day, one, a five day fast once a year, there's so many studies on the power of like, uh, getting rid of those, um, horrible, not horrible, but the cells that are the bad cells that mm-hmm. can cause the damage in the body. It just gives your body time to clean those out. Like, you know, like autophagy, like we talked about mm-hmm. autophagy. Like the, the free radicals. Yes. Mm-hmm. It gives your time. It, your body's like, thanks. I'm emptying out the trash. And it, yeah, you know, cause yeah. that's the only time it can empty out the trash is when you're not, you know, when you're resting like that. And so, um, so that's, but that's what works for me. So now I'm just doing like a, a, a gentle fast once a year and I, and then I eat three times a day now. And that for me, I fasted so much that, um, so to go back to the shame fasting, um, I noticed that I would, I would intermittent fast. I'd have the binge and then I'd be like, F it. I'd eat all the food I'd gain, mm-hmm. you know, over the next few months, I would, that would continue. And I would gain 20, 30 pounds because I was on keto. So you can gain weight real fast. <laughs> so mm-hmm. over a few months, you know, and then I would go, you know what? I just gained all this weight. I'm really ashamed of myself. I'm going to do a 10 day bone broth fast. And I would, yeah. and I would act like I would do it for health reasons when it was really like just a crash diet. Mm-hmm. And then I had to tell myself, girl, you're, this is like a, an, a disordered eating situation here. That's a cover up with health. And I had to tell myself like, girl, you got to be honest with yourself. Like you are <laughs> literally starving yourself to, to lose the weight. This isn't for health. Like, let's be honest. What, what is this? And like, let's get to the root of why are we binging? Why are we doing this? And it's cause I didn't, I didn't freaking love myself. I was so pissed off at myself. I remember my journal I read my journal in one of my interviews and it was just like, I feel fucking fat. I hate myself. I feel flabby. I feel disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. It was just like all this stuff. And, uh, so yeah, that's what turned into shame fasting. And, um, then I, after that, I started what we crave, um, shortly after that. Cause I was like, I got to get to the bottom of this. And yeah, you had mentioned it it was never really about the food, right? The the Mm -hmm. root causes behind these cravings and emotional eating and food addiction Mm -hmm. and binge eating, that's what, that's what brought you to this, mm-hmm. what we crave, uh, summit. Mm-hmm. So it, for those of, who are listening and so they want to find out more that this, this conversation is speaking to them, what can they expect with the, what we crave summit? Yeah. You know, it's just, actually, I want you guys to come on it. If you would like, I, to. I, I would love to, it, yeah. uh, I would, I would love for you to, to do an interview with you. It's really just real raw, honest conversations about, from experts in the health space, health optimization, also real life, true stories of just like, this is what's going on with me. And here's my roadmap of how I got out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just all the answers and it's all in every single category from gut health, toxins, childhood trauma, spirituality, connection to self, um, gut health, uh, mindset, rewiring the subconscious, it's literally every piece that could give you the answers because it's not the same answer for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I wanted to bring an element of realness, like how I love how you guys are on this, on this, like in this space, like you just create such a, 
where you feel safe and like just held and just yeah. like you're yeah. where you just can feel, yeah, you just feel like I'm sitting on a couch with like my best friends and we're just talking, you know? <laughs> and so that's, that's the vibe I wanted that's, to bring. It's the Megan Mullally show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, a lot of summits are just like very robotic and like next right. interview is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I didn't want that. I wanted the, I always loved Oprah and it's because <laughs> she makes you feel like you're her best friend and that it's real, yeah. you know? The conversation so, to me is everyone always says, Oh, I wish I could have been a fly <laughs> on the wall for that conversation. So I figured right. that's what I want this podcast to be. Mm-hmm. And we talk about right. the tone and making sure that we're staying true to the tone. And it, and it's, it's about basically giving people information, but not in like a classroom type setting where right. Right, I'm the expert. So I'm going to school you education right. for me has always been bringing out what already lies within. Yeah. And so oh, to right. have a conversation that's disarming, that allows people to feel comfortable being that fly on the wall so they can receive the information and process it, that's what's important. So thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like that's really needed in today's world where we need that connection more than ever. We need to feel seen and just safe. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and that's so healing in itself is to even just talk about it and yep. just to hear that you're not alone, I think is really healing. Yeah. You're both doing an amazing job. So thank you. I I agree with your statement that we're doing an amazing job. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a um hold on, sorry. Bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Oh, free radicals. Um, no, that means it's time to trim my nose hairs because <laughs> they're tickling that soft tissue right up at the top of the nose. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, I love it. Um, yeah. Building muscle is easy for me in terms. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. building muscle for me is really easy to do just because of my body type, but I hate the process of having to do it. I did work out with mm-hmm. a trainer years ago who had this machine, and maybe you might know about it since this is, mm-hmm. is kind of adjacent to your arena. And on the front of it, you sat on it like a bike, and you didn't pedal, but you just you rode. Yes. And then on the back of it, you yep. just stationary or static arms, but then your pedals, right? But your feet yep. were like this. It wasn't yes. like this. And I, know exactly I did that three about. times a week, 10 minutes yeah. each time. And not only did I get into the best, fastest shape of my life, like in a couple months, but I do remember, and you said something earlier, like when you're really building muscle, like I would go home after work ravenous, not just Mm -hmm. hungry, ravenous and beyond Mm -hmm. like hunger pains. Like my entire body was like, Mm -hmm. and, but (laughs) sorry, but he said, you've got to be hungry like that. If you're going to lose the weight, it's okay to be hungry when you're trying to lose the weight. Um, so I was like, okay, okay. It can eat my fat then. Mm -hmm. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that machine, I don't know what that, I've never found that machine again since. Yeah. Sounds like a medieval torture device. (laughs) It was amazing. It kicked my ass. I had to get off halfway between he would have Mm -hmm. me go for a five minute walk around the block because your heart rate, he had me on a monitor and my Mm -hmm. heart rate in just five minutes would go up to like 225 beats per minute. Yes. But it was, it was conditioning as well as building muscle. Yes. And I can't remember the name, but I know what you're talking about. Cause I think Dave Asprey at the biohacking um, labs up in Santa Monica has one. Cause I've seen it and I've been on it and it's where I, that's um, where I did it was in Santa Monica. Oh, 
Well, there you go. See, bam. Um, that's so cute that we just put those two together. We didn't even know. Um, (laughs) but yeah, that for me, here's, here's what I'm the nano greens and like any nourishment of supplements you can give yourself to nourish when you're working out hard, like that is really amazing for recovery and like keeping the, like, I'm literally going to eat 10 X what I normally do, you know, minerals and just, um, uh, electrolytes, Redmond salt. Like there's some really good products that will keep the ravenous kind of, um, things at bay. Cause you're just depleted all your minerals and a lot of stuff that you're needing to yeah. refill. Um, but I know that I noticed my, uh, one of my friends, Tara Garrison was like, girl, when you lift weights and you're building muscle, you need to eat. So don't mm-hmm. restrict yourself. Don't deprive yourself. Eat until you're full, but eat, you know, eat the right foods and yeah, enjoy, enjoy your life. Have a, you know, paleo donut, whatever, whenever. But like when you're eating your food, the worst thing you can do when you're building muscle, like you want the, you want the booty, you need the foodie. Like that was a quote, like you need, <laughs> you need to eat. You got to eat the lean protein, healthy fats, fiber, you know? Right. So to, but yes, like, do you, do you want to feel stuffed all the time? If you want to lose, no, like you definitely, you know, there's that, there's that fine balance of, I'm not starving myself and I'm not restricting. I'm just mm-hmm. nourishing myself till full. Wait till I get hungry, eat my next meal. You know, and you're and you're yeah. not experiencing the I'm going to eat a whole bunch more at night cuz I'm I'm still hungry. It's like you're just you're nourishing yourself to the point of where you're listening to your body. You know, does that make sense? So that's kind of what it how makes I makes absolute yeah. sense. Now, what yeah. about little hacks because what he did tell mm-hmm. me to do um, when I would feel that way is he gave me a bottle of these liquid aminos and it wasn't the yeah. Bragg's amino acids. Like it was a big right. clinical looking bottle and it was one tablespoon, but it, mm-hmm. it just immediately, my whole body was like, huh? like I had just had a double quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. Um, amino acids are amazing. So I, um, amino acids are highly recommended if you're working out, they're just the building blocks uh, that your body needs to help with building muscle repair. They're just amazing. And there's all kinds of brands. Um, and they will give you a really good, like it, it'll, you'll feel the difference. Like if you're depleted before going into workout, you take amino acids and you're like, Whoa, like I feel good. You take electrolytes, you feel good. So they definitely work. I definitely would recommend them. Um, but again, the right brand is there's, there's millions of okay brands and there's some really high end brands. And but yeah, how would you how would you suggest our listeners find the brand that works would work best for them? Um what is well, a good just resource? Personal experience uh, for aminos is Ben Greenfield, uh Keon is his supplement line and that's on that's retail. Uh, it's not practitioner but he's not he's not retail level. It's like mm-hmm. practitioner level but retail available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh Keon is yeah, K I O N. That's one of the best I think that I've found. And then electrolytes and like salt, you actually need salt, not table salt, but like mm-hmm. sea salt. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a seizure cause I actually got depleted of salt. That's, that was my freak mm-hmm. accident, like grand mal seizure. So yeah, don't mm-hmm. deplete yourself of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redmond's is Redmond salt is they have electrolyte mixes and all kinds of different salt mixes. Um, they're an amazing, like the high, like the high, highest quality um, in the industry. Um, those are two game changers for sure. Yeah. And then the magnesium, the superfoods. I mean, you add just those four into your, uh, into your, you know, little arsenal pack and you just watch yourself just, you know, so the nano grains and the magnesium. Now I'm already taking magnesium, but what is your recommendation? Yeah. The upgraded formulas, uh, magnesium was my upgraded formulas is the brand. 
Yeah. And oh, the okay. one I'm sorry. I thought you yeah. meant just like as a term, like, oh, you want the you want you the want upgrade. The upgrade. Oh, yeah. You want, you want the, the good shit. I was like, well, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the name of the company. Yeah, I this, see. I didn't even kinda, think about that. This is yeah. the kind of thing that you feature on your Instagram as well on at that health chick, correct? Well, my my health check it's really just clips of what we crave and my own mm-hmm. personal favorite quotes of life so it's more mindset but inside the summit i we definitely talk about all the products in there but okay. um i'm happy to you know if you guys want me to send you a list for your audience of like my top hacks you know oh, whatever i'm happy great. to do whatever i think they'd really yeah. appreciate that and i know that yeah. we would probably find some benefit to that too yeah um yeah. just one last yeah. time if you could go through those four sort of cornerstones you mentioned about that that yes. helped you to rebalance and recalibrate it was the yes. nano greens the, the uh, nano magnesium. greens yep Yep, nano greens. Uh, the the strawberry flavored nano greens are my fra- my favorite because okay. uh, they have green apple and strawberry. But strawberry is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, upgraded formulas: magnesium, Keon aminos, and um, Redmond's electrolytes, sea salt um, right from Redmond's the company. That's in the company's name. Um, Awesome. And then there's a whole bunch of other ones, but due to time, we'll just leave but it these at are, that. These, these but, are you said yeah. the four sort of pillars. Yeah. Of yes. the, the beginning process of starting to rebalance your system and, and get yes. out what needs to get out and replenish what needs to be replenished. Yes. Okay. And you know, here's a per- perfect example. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever done a soul cycle spin class, but Once, I, and I decided never to go back. <laughs> it whoops your <laughs> butt so yeah. hard. You're any, any class really where you're just sweating. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to mother's market and I got, like this huge thing that I was going to get for the whole week of like this. It was just like this big meal. And it was like, Oh, this is enough for, you know, the whole week. I ate the whole thing in one sitting. And it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't necessarily because I was hungry. It was because I was depleted of salt. And I noticed when I up my salt, my cravings went down. So it's a lot because our stress depletes our salt Mm -hmm. and our magnesium, all of our minerals. So that's why when you up your salt, you up your magnesium, you up the superfoods, your whole body's like, and it's it's just like balance game. It starts to balance. And then you're like, Oh, I'm not craving the thing because your body's like, I got what I need. So the salt was a huge kicker for Mm -hmm. cravings too, that I had no idea was. Yeah. A lot of us are just missing salt. Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to go to the market after this. We're going to go. Aaron, thank you so much for this conversation today. It's been so insightful and, uh, Oh wait, before you go, yeah, I have something that I want to put on your plate because I would like, to know if you don't already have these resources available, what you think. So uh, we've talked about food's difficult as a substance to go without because we actually need it to live. And uh, we know that sugar's addictive and that we crave sugar. And in my attempt to understand, I did some research and found out that the reason we crave sugar is because once we became carnivorous and we ate animal protein, which could have been peanut butter, but we didn't have it back then, the protein enlarged the human's brain and we learned to start hunting and gathering and we had to run to escape prey, but now we also had to run to catch our our food. So our bodies became designed uh, with shorter intestinal tracts through that process and to crave these high nutrient, high energy foods so that we would have the energy to sprint when we needed to. Mm -hmm. We're not there anymore. We're not needing to sprint for our food, but Mm -hmm. that component of our bodies feeling like they still need that reserve for that burst of energy that we used like 3000 years ago 
can make it easy to fall into the sugar trap. And then the addictive nature of sugar Mm -hmm. keeps you there. So the next time we talk, which I hope we get a chance to again, um, I would like to know what your, like, how do we basically bypass our body's inherent function to our Mm -hmm. own benefit? Mm, interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah think mm-hmm. about that one because that's my yeah. that's where i'm at right now if i could learn how to flip that switch for myself then boop, mm-hmm. i can put the cravings on when i feel i want to indulge and then mm-hmm. i can turn them off when mm-hmm. i don't want to because now yes. i'm choosing for myself in this modern era that right. i did rather right. than the genes that have been passed down to me from thousands of right years of evolution right right well, I will tell you, there is an interview I did in what, um, what we crave with David Zappazotti, and that's exactly what he does for a living is he gets into the subconscious, flips the switch so that you literally bypass the craving. And he works with um, a lot of clients. Anyways, it doesn't matter. I'll fill you in later, but, but there is an answer for that. Yes. Great. And awesome. so, yes. Well, and, you know, you might want to even have him on your your show too. Yeah, for sure. Or our listeners can keep an eye out because we will have Aaron Smith back. I think. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But I'll send you the interview so you can watch it at least. That would be great. Yes. I think you'll dig it. Yeah. Yeah. And then then be sure to send us all of your pertinent information that you want our listeners to hear because we can put that all in the description box too. Oh, for sure. We really want to use um, episodes like this to promote positive information that our listeners can use to their advantage. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And in, thank and in you, the meantime, you. if they want to find out more about Aaron Smith, they can go to that help chick on Instagram. Yep. Uh, and then they can also visit what we where they can actually watch the summit and participate for free. Correct. Yep. Yep. It's free. Yep. We're I'm launching it um, in the next few months. So yeah, you can always just put your name in the little wait list and get notified, but awesome. yeah, it'll, it's free. It's free regardless. So yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Erin. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you and picking your brain today. Yeah. I'm so honored and so happy I could help. And yeah, let's do it again. And I'm going to bring you both on my show. All right. I'm in. Yeah, totally. Okay. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Have a question for us or want to be a guest on our podcast? Email us at hello at Mr. And Mrs. Show. Or for more information and episodes, visit our webpage at Mr. And Mrs. Show.